off the ball, cheering on the girls in green. I followed the Irish women since 1983. 82,000 people, that's going to be something else. There'll be a hell of a lot of Irish in that, and it'll be a hell of a game as well. Love off the ball, we really do love off the ball. The Football Daily on Off the Ball. Hello and welcome to Wednesday's Football Daily. I'm Phil Egan. There's only one place to start. Ireland are less than 24 hours away from their first ever game at a Women's World Cup. And the good news from Vera Pau is that Denise O'Sullivan will start against Australia in their Group B opener. The midfielder has recovered fully from the shin injury that she suffered in last week's behind-closed-doors friendly against Colombia. The squad was greeted by Irish fans on arrival at the airport in Sydney. Around 4,000 Irish fans have travelled from home and there's already a huge Irish community in Australia. The players were at the match venue, which will hold 82,000 tomorrow. Vera Pau expects her side to do a lot of defending against the Matildas. They have huge experience. They have class players. They have an immense kind of a pace. Um, all on the outsides of the of their team, so from the right fullback in a circle back to the left fullback. Um, so uh, we know what we are going to face, and uh, within that, of course, we're going to try to play our game. Uh, but we do know the pressure that we will be on. Uh, we're debutants. It's the first time that we at this world stage, which is massive. The way we've come here is something to be really, really proud of. And um, we are very realistic in our chances here. But we play every game to win. We start a game to win. Um, so we hope that we can also show our qualities forward. The, the thing is, Australia is um, is, a, is a team that will put pressure on us and will push us back. Katie McCabe was beside Vera Pau at the pre-match press conference, as is the norm for the captain. She says the players want to do more than create history at their first major tournament. It's exceeding levels of expectation, I guess, um, and that's something we've done along the way um, by qualifying for our first ever major tournaments. And back home in Ireland, we've created history by doing that. Um, and for us, fundamentally as a team, we don't just want to create history. Um, we want to leave a legacy as well back home. And we want to have young girls and young boys looking at us tomorrow morning um, when they wake up um, and seeing us walk out um, and, and have that whole support behind us from, from the whole nation, which I know we will have. And I know we'll have um, yeah, a lot of um, support here as well. Starting 11 seems pretty much set in stone unless Vera Pau throws a curveball. But Amber Barrett's likely to start on the bench as she did the night she scored the winning goal at Hamden Park to send Ireland to the World Cup. Our reporter Kathleen McNamee over in Australia spoke to the Donegal woman about biding her time for the chance to make a difference off the bench and what she expects from tomorrow's opponents. They're a world-class team, you know, and I think everybody is is really, really behind them here. I think they have a lot, you know, probably a wee bit of pressure on their shoulders too. You know, their home nation, one of the people to be, one of the teams to be tipped to win the competition. So, like, you know, as I've said many times before, we don't fear anybody, and we're just look going into every game with the, the confidence behind us that we know what we're good at, and that's going to be no change on on Thursday. I noticed at the open training session, whenever it wasn't, whenever you guys were playing full eleven aside, it was kind of like a five aside. Everyone else was kind of running up and down the sidelines, just keeping warm when they weren't playing. And you were doing shooting drills with Grace Maloney. How's your own personal journey been like the last week or so? Yeah, I think to be honest with you, I'm somebody that tries and takes any opportunity to get to, to practice shooting because I think you can never get enough. And I think sometimes in the way our sessions are planned, you know, you might not get as much, you know, one to one time with the goalkeeper as as you probably need. So I think being able to know when I need 
certain things and like other players decide that they might need a wee bit of running other players might need working on long balls heading and different things and I think we're all you know old enough and bold enough to know what we need and I think that's something that I've always done and you know I think it's it's the wee bit of practice that helps in the long term as well. Australia held their press conference earlier with Sam Kerr and manager Tony Gustafsson. The Swede was part of the USA setup as an assistant when they won the tournament before. He spoke about how Ireland start each half well but believes there's a weakness how Vera Pau's side finished the halves of games citing goals conceded against the USA and France. Gustafsson said it's a tactical thing and the behaviours of one or two players are something they've identified. He intends to target that. FIFA president Gianni Infantino has confirmed FIFA won't directly pay bonuses to players but to associations. All 736 players are expected to be paid a minimum of €28,000 for taking part in the tournament but the 32 governing bodies of the competing nations will get the money then it's up to them to distribute the money to individual players that shouldn't be an issue for the Irish players but England as well as Nigeria and Canada who are both in Ireland's group are among the teams in disputes over bonuses and other payments from their associations Infantino is speaking in Auckland ahead of tomorrow's opening game of the tournament between New Zealand and Norway which kicks off at 8am Irish time he spoke about how much the women's game has improved and that anyone that watches the World Cup will see that improvement standard-wise. He said that comes down to investment and it's something they have to keep doing. One thing that shouldn't be underestimated in all of this is more generally the investment in, in the women's game because the path for a sustainable movement is that. You need to invest in women's football. We invested over a billion in the last four years globally. We kind of almost doubled or at least raised by, by a significant uh, percentage the participation in women's football all over the, all, all over the world. And, uh, you know, we have to keep doing that for the game to grow uh, organically. Shamrock Rovers will find out their next European opponents tonight. Rovers lost 2-1 away to Breda Blick of Iceland last night in the first qualifying round of the Champions League. It finished 3-1 over the two legs, so the League of Ireland champions now drop into the Conference League. Stephen Bradley's side will play the losers of the tie between KI of the Faroe Islands and Hungarian champions Ferenc Varos in the second qualifying round of the Conference League. Those two meet in the first qualifying round of the Champions League tonight. It's nil all from the first leg, second legs in Hungary this evening. Ireland international Aoife Mannion, who missed out on a place in the World Cup squad due to an injury, has signed a new contract at Manchester United. The 27-year-old defender joined United in the summer of 2021, but so far has only made 28 appearances. She's suffered two anterior cruciate ligament injuries. She made her Ireland debut against China earlier this year. She would have had a fair chance of starting in the World Cup, only for another knee injury towards the end of the season. Matt Doherty is set to have a medical at Wolves today. The Ireland international left the club to join Tottenham three years ago. He spent the second half of last season at Atletico Madrid, but just made two appearances off the bench. He'll return to Molyneux on a free transfer. Benjamin Mendy is returning to football with French club Lorient. The former Manchester City defenders signed a two-year contract just five days after he was cleared of rape and attempted rape at Chester Crown Court. The French defender left City by mutual consent last month after his deal with the treble winners expired. Wales international Ethan Ampadu has joined Leeds from Chelsea on a four-year contract for a fee in the region of €10 million. The defender, who can also play in midfield, is the first summer signing for Leeds since the relegation from the Premier League. Burnley have brought in Switzerland international Zeki Amdouni from FC Basel on a five-year deal. The fee is €25 million. 
He arrives at Turf Moor after being top scorer in last season's Conference League with seven goals. Barcelona have re-signed former Chelsea and Southampton midfielder Ariel Romeu. The 31-year-old came through Barca's academy. He made just one league appearance for the Catalan club before he joined Chelsea in 2011. And Spain defender Jordi Alba will join former Barcelona teammates Lionel Messi and Sergio Busquets at Inter-Miami. 34-year-old fullback has signed a contract and should be available to face Atlanta on Tuesday. Alba spent more than 10 years with Barca. He won six La Liga titles as well as the Champions League in 2015. The Football Daily on Off The Ball.